Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. George, Lions, how you doing? I am. I am doing very well. How about yourself, sir? I'm. I'm. I'm like. I'm a glow. I'm. I'm a wash <laughs> with nostalgia. Like it actually is written right in my notes to just. <laughs> prepare everyone for the amount of gushing that I'm about to do. Yes. No, because it's a lot. Absolutely. I agree. I, I, I think that playing this game was very similar to, to laying on a nice warm beach and just having the nostalgia, like lick at your feet and then just slowly carry you away. It was. Yeah. If, <laughs> if I had, if I had just kind of like leaned back in my chair and closed my eyes and gone out at the end, I would have been like, no, that's okay. That was a good life. <laughs> I don't get to see my children grow up, but the yep. last thing I did was play Mega Man X. <laughs> Emily and Anna, they'll be fine. You know, they're, they're, they're smart. You know, they're, they're, they're yeah. good. They're <laughs> Susan. They're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we played Mega Man X this time, uh, January 21st, 1994, which is a little less shocking than some of the other games we've played when I checked the release dates. But I think I have so much disassociation with the release date for this game because this is one I've dipped back into like every couple of years, pretty much for my entire life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I've, I've, this is not the first time I have replayed this. Uh, and you know, recently I have, it's probably been about five years or something like that, but yeah, no, I've definitely replayed this, uh, before now because it, it it's just it's it's a classic you know and uh i will say like the other ones like x2 x3 x17 nope, not classics no <laughs> yeah exactly no i mean I've, I've played those and i was just like yeah i could keep playing these or i could just go play the one that i know is good and yeah. inevitably did <laughs> well and and i mean Mega Man games by their nature are kind of easy to dip into like if you are good at these kind of platformers and you know you have like two or three hours you're like yeah i can definitely sit down and beat this entire game or if you just really like wailing on certain bosses you could say like yeah i'm just gonna play a couple levels and then i gotta go to work or i gotta go do this other thing and and you don't it, it's not like an epic story even though there's kind of a story but it's not like yeah. an, an epic story where you feel bad if you only read like chapter six but none of the rest of the book you're like no nah, i just really wanted to murder that one maverick so i did and now i'm gonna go do a different thing well it's it's very similar i i think in 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 so yes there is a story but i would say that sigma is definitely like a mechanics villain not a narrative villain no like i i, <laughs> I could not tell you off of the top of my head what his beef was with everyone all i knew is i was like well, i gotta go kill that guy like uh I, I may be oversimplifying but he basically has the motives of bender it's like Hey baby, want to get drunk and kill all humans? <laughs> like he just he he believes like reploids are the future and that humans are done. <laughs> yeah, no, no, and that's and that's not an ignoble goal. I mean, so it's like <laughs> it's it's like the X Men, but but he's Magneto, so he's Magneto yeah, with yeah, the yeah. X Men. Yes. But anyways, as far as that goes, is is you know like just jumping into like play a level or something like that. It's very much akin to like if you load up an episode of Steven Universe and then you kind of fast forward and just listen to the song, you know, <laughs> and you're like, yay, okay, I gotta go, I gotta go do this other thing. Like it's it's, it's akin to that. 
Hey, man, I'm just here for the theme music, <laughs> which we're, we're going to talk. I have a lot to say about the music, but <laughs> let's uh, let's start with the visuals. So, I mean, it, it does it even need to be openly stated? Like, these graphics are amazing. Yeah. So good. Oh, yes. No, it the graphics are, are amazing. And again, um, you know, we, we typically try to split it off into, you know, visuals as far as just for aesthetics and visuals as far as how they mesh with the mechanics and both are a beautiful pas de deux of you know <laughs> finesse and, and beauty you know like um yeah i mean because like the visuals are stunning in the sense that like the um the character designs i thought were were all very unique and like fun and interesting and themed you know which was kind of cool because they were all like animal themed you know yeah which i I'm pretty sure the X series is where that started. I think all the other ones mm. were Mega Man looking robots, more or less. Like they're all about your size and they're like electricity themed or ice themed or whatever. But the I think the X series is where they were like, what if animals? <laughs> so that's when they kind of went with like the, the Power Rangers motif where they were just kind of like, what if, what if dinosaurs? What if cars, yeah. I think? What if, you know, like... Well, they, and they, I mean, they came out of the gate swinging because there were animals before, like there was Toad Man, right, in, in <laughs> Mega Man Four, and you know they've used animals, but, but I mean, what even is a quanger? Like, <laughs> I, I, I could not tell you, and and I do not know why, but Toad Man seems like that would be a racial slur in the Mario universe, you know. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know when you said that, I was like, "Man, no, that's that's you got no right using that word," you know. And then, like my brain was, "Dude, like, you, you you can't say that. You're gonna beep that." Oh my god! You know. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I mean the old yeah, and the old but you know NES Mega Man like the bosses were themed to their levels, but here the bosses were themed to each other, and oh, I mean they all looked like unique and fun and interesting and. I think that this speaks a lot to the difference between when you are trying to use this level of technology to render lifelike humans versus very fantastical, you know, things. Because I could look at, and I, I do not remember any of the names, so bear with me. But the, they all have totally shenanigans names. Yeah, like Flame Mammoth. Flame Ma Mammoth. Yeah. Oh wow, I actually got that one right. Sweet. <laughs> but yeah, no, like like when I saw him and you know he just kind of like does his thing. I was like, yeah, it's a elephant that you know. It also it's, obvi it's obviously a fire elephant that is a robot like yeah. you can see it clear as day yeah exactly like if you if you showed me that versus showed me you know like uh anything else from that era where it was supposed to be like a person i'd be like is that their mouth are those their eyes like i don't really know but they're their eyebrows or their eye line what am i looking at here but yeah you look at flame elephant robot and you're like obviously yeah duh, it's a flame elephant robot <laughs> even though i have more more uh uh like net um touch World. points for humans yeah. than yeah, exactly. flame elephant robots <laughs> yeah, exactly like i see people every day and i can still struggle with you know like some of those older games but with this i was like yeah flame mammoth i've never seen one before but i can tell you that that's what that is <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah the visuals but for aesthetics are just stunning and the uh they they, they complement the gameplay very very well like there was at no point where I was unsure where I was, where the bad guys were, what I was supposed to be at least attempting. Sometimes I would fail miserably, but I knew what I was trying to do, you know? Yeah, and, and I feel like with the amount of crap that is sometimes happening on the screen at once, which isn't typically overwhelming, 
Because, I mean, it is a platformer. Like, it's mm. kind of unfair if there's a bajillion things in your way because it's like, well, I can only shoot straight, right? <laughs> you know, I can't, right. like, shoot up or at an angle or something. So I'm kind of at a disadvantage if I need to jump up there and there's a thing directly in my way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they do a pretty good job of that with the level design. But you also, even when there are a lot of enemies on screen, you never feel like, oh, I didn't know that that was there. I didn't know that that thing was an enemy. I didn't know that that thing would hurt me. Like, it's always crystal clear. And yet, the the graphics never feel unbelievable. Mm. Like, when you, you're, you're walking on a platform and you see spikes that will kill you, I mean, yeah, they're, like, fantastical spikes that would make no sense. I mean, none of this makes any sense. But, like, right. you don't look at it and say, oh, they had to make the spikes flashing red so that I would know they kill me. It's like, no, nothing you interact with looks like that. Right. And, and the first time you touch it, it kills you. And you're like, okay, everything that looks like that kills me, which is important because there aren't some spikes that heal you. Like, <laughs> all spikes murder spikes, right? So... You, you pretty much have this situation where once you learn a lesson, the game has then is consistent with that lesson. So they don't have to use kind of cheap visuals that make it seem not fantastical, but unbelievable. Because there's definitely a difference between this is a fantastical universe and this universe is unbelievable. Yeah, because I mean, I think that there's, you know, a big difference between like walking up to a pit and being like, oh, hey, the the, the murder pit, of course, because there's a living room, the dining room, and, and here's where we keep our murder pit. Uh, and then <laughs> over here is, you know, the family room. I would really kind of struggled between keeping those two rooms directly adjacent, you know, because the kids play in the one and we don't really want them in the spike room. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously that's not a thing, but at the same point in time, like, if I walk in and I see a spike room versus walking in and seeing a spike room that looks like it's tripping on acid, like, <laughs> you know, like, then, then that, that, that would a lot more so, I think, break the fourth wall, you know? And even, like, for instance, Fl- Flame Mammoth's level, right? Um, you know, when you're first, like, like walking around, like, there's all those conveyor belts. It's obviously a factory of some kind, you know? Right. So I picked up that like immediately. And then, yeah, you walk, walk, walk. And then all of a sudden the factory's on fire, you know, <laughs> and, and that's on theme. But, um, <laughs> and you know, I, I, I feel that I wanted to like write a strongly worded letter to OSHA about that particular <laughs> thing. Being like, I'm not saying that fires don't happen at factories. I'm saying that the entire factory I, being constantly I, ablaze. I assume the factory <laughs> was not a factory that produced fire until the <laughs> like, flame elephant robot arrived and said, halt all production on all lines except lava. We are now a lava factory. We, yeah, we now exclu- exclusively produce lava. Well, is there a market for that? I don't care. <laughs> I don't, look at me. <laughs> either, either that or maybe it's kind of like in Futurama where, you know, uh, Bender is, uh, you know, like in a room with a bunch of robots just lightly sipping brandy and all the humans are like dying of heat. Like... <laughs> Like the robots don't care that the entire factory's on fire because it's just not an issue for them, you know? It's, yeah, it's, I mean, to be fair, the only things you see coming out of any of the like shoots are all like broken and screwed up. Yeah. So maybe Ooh. this factory had problems before it caught fire. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of, and this actually links to, to the visuals, like I thought that, again, considering, you know, the hardware that they have to work with, like, you know, I'm like run, run, run in that factory level, jump up, and then, you know, it would shoot out, you know, like whatever, some piece of junk, right? And it shoot out a bad guy, right? So one, the bad guy moves, right? So immediately draws your eye to it to be like, hey, pay attention to this thing, because mostly 
everything that moves that isn't you is probably going to kill you or try, you know? Yes. But it desperately with its one functioning arm clawing its way towards me, I uh pretty I haunting. A, yeah, yeah, a little unsettling, <laughs> you know? And and again, you know, it's not like this isn't, you know, Borderlands style graphics or anything like that. But I was just like, huh, that that's it's gonna stick with me a little bit. Yeah, and, and there are little visual touches. And I mean, some of this is going to spill over from just like random gushing, but there <laughs> there are little visual touches throughout that make it feel very uh, alive and interactive. Um, for example, like clawing guy, right? Because I don't think there are any other enemies that do that. And there are enemies in that level that I think you see again in uh, some of Sigma stages that just look like kind of like miners. They're like mm. little chubby miners and they throw their pickaxe at you. Mm-hmm. So if you watch carefully, if they hit you, they chuckle. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Only when they make contact, though. Yeah. Which is, like, kind of insidious and really frustrating and has kind of an emotional reaction that, like, you know, an enemy hits you and they just continue on whatever their pattern is. And you're just like, ah, damn you, enemy. But, like, he throws a friggin' pickaxe at you. And then if he hits you, he's like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you <laughs> Dude, yeah. You know, I was going to just jump over to this other platform, but now I'm going to murder you. <laughs> which actually, I think, touches uh, on, you know, a, another kind of concept, which is the idea that so you're a robot, right? And and, and they're, they're, they're robots, right? And, and yeah, the fact- I, you know, I've never kept this entirely straight. I want to say originally Mega Man was a human that was saved yeah. by cybernetics. But it, it very clearly states in the opening of Mega Man X that he is a robot that can think for himself. And right. like that's actually, you know, what story there is, is that he is choosing to go and stop these bad robots. He's not programmed to go stop them. Right, which is and, a, anyway. a very, <laughs> very real key difference. But so like, but if like the pickaxe dudes like throw a pickaxe at you, right? And then, you know, they hit you and then they just keep throwing pickaxe at you. Then you could be like, well, this is simply a ro- robot that is programmed to throw pickaxes at intruders. But the fact that they laugh, it's like, no, this is a robot that gets pleasure out of hitting people with pickaxes. So you know, murder thing aside, that that implies a level of consciousness that you should probably feel a little bit worse about snuffing out whether or not it has absolute free will. Yeah. And I didn't care at all, man. I, I snuffed out so many robot lives. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> just because they're adorable or they exist entirely as a hat that sits on the ground with feet or like <laughs> whatever they might be, uh, you know, they're 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 in my way. Yeah, exactly. And and if there's one thing that I've learned is that if something's in your way, you must dispatch it with with complete and absolute prejudice. Yeah, this is how video games have taught us to think. <laughs> this is why um, I have a hard time holding down a job. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will say uh, about Flame Mammoth Stage specifically, and this actually kind of ties to some of the other uh, visual uh, delicacies that we get to enjoy is – uh, when, because I, I had like a rough memory of the order you were supposed to kill the bosses in mm-hmm. and it really mattered to me that I not go out of order because <laughs> I was just like, I don't have enough time to work this pattern out on my own. So I'm just, and I still have to do all the work if right. I look up the, the order. So I was like, I don't, I don't care. Like it's, yeah. this is not mm-hmm. cheating to me. So like, uh, chill penguin is 
uh, one of, I think, two bosses that is more or less vulnerable to the the Mega Buster. Mm-hmm. And, and his pattern is really simple, like almost embarrassingly simple, you dumb penguin. And <laughs> uh, his level also is the only level that forces you to get an upgrade because yeah. it's the dash boots, which you must have. Yes. Um, or the other game is like basically unplayable. Yes, <laughs> um, absolutely. So, so uh, I went there first. I got the dash boots. I killed him. And when you kill three bosses, it affects the stages of three other bosses. One of them is if you kill Chill Penguin, all of the lava in Flame Mammoth stage is frozen, which makes his level so much easier to traverse. Yes, 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 it does. And that's that's interesting because uh, um, hmm. uh, normally I'd save this story for later on when we're talking about gameplay, but it, it ties into what you were saying, which is that when I was playing, right, my order of operations was I want to do the stages in the order that gets me the pimp armor. You know, ah, yeah, which, that's fair. Yeah, because I wanted I wanted the cool armor because again, it looks. And I didn't even care what it did. It just looks really awesome. Like it, it does. The, you get the cool shoulder wings. Yep, yep, and you get the awesome helmet. Even though the only thing the helmet does is let you headbutt certain materials. You know, there's a few upgrades that are behind face protected walls. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so, you've yeah, got so this was, giant cannon that shoots missiles that's attached to your wrist, but no, use your head to bash this wall open. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like stuff like that where I was just kind of like, uh, whatever, it looks cool. So I wanted all of that, that swag. And so um, I got, so I did Chill Penguin, right? And all that. And then um, I did Chill Penguin and then the one where you get the head, which I think is the Falcon. And Storm Eagle stage? I think yeah. you might be right, yeah. Yeah, and then and so then it was on the flame mammoth to get the the I think arm cannon upgrade or body upgrade I forget which cannon yes yeah, so, cannon so I you know I like went and I did like the jump and I caught onto the ledge after like fifteen attempts oh my god that's like one of the hardest jumps in the game yes 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 and so like and like jump 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 and then like started to whittle my way up and then missed and fell which means it's now done. Oh. You know, and so I was yeah, because like, because there's nothing for you to grab onto a second time. Exactly. So I was like, all right, try again. I lather, <laughs> rinse, and repeated that about four times before I said, nope, we're done here. And so what I did was I was like, I'm going to go online and just find the code for exactly where I am now, plus having the Buster, whatever, whatever, right? right? And so when I was going online and like looking to, so I could find the code to basically put me where I was now, but not having to deal with that nonsense. That I found the code that said like, "Hey, hey, man, would you would you, would you like for none of the bosses to be beaten and for you to have every <laughs> power up available in the game?" I said, "Yes, yeah, yes, yes, I would." And so, so once I did that, I then went back to Flame Mammoth stage and everything was on fire. And so I was just kind of right. like, so I just said like, "Man, maybe maybe this was like a point like halfway through where everything catches fire." And then, so yeah, so thank you for that because, like, I was just kind of like, I'm wondering why the stage wasn't on fire when I did it the first time and is on fire now. But right. I put it up to this, like, the whatever the code putting me in a weird place. But yeah, yeah, because some some of those codes are they're not technically for gameplay because you would never arrive at circumstances where that situation happened. They're for debugging. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, no, yeah, I didn't, it, it's it's no, to I make didn't. sure that you. If you were in a circumstance that should be impossible, does the game explode? So it's like 
you know, if you fight Flame Mammoth with like the super mega buster that you shouldn't be able to have or whatever, just by example, um, does the game crash? And the answer should be no. So like even in these impossible circumstances, and then they just leave that crap in for funsies. Yeah, because why not? Because then eventually 15 years later, you, you find it and you get to play with it. Yeah. So before I talk about the other two cool visual stage things is, uh, so I had a similar experience to you with that jump because that was, that was one of those things where I got there and I was like, I am absolutely positive that this is the way to do this. I need to stand on this little ledge. I need to dash. I need to jump at the last conceivable nanosecond. And then the second I touch the little wall, I have to start jumping up like a psycho yep. and smashing my head into the ceiling because that is that's the only way to do it. So Susan is is at her desk. I'm doing this and I'm just like swearing a lot under my breath <laughs> because I mean the the time between failure and and your next attempt is like half a second. Right. But it's still frustrating. Yeah. So so like I'm just I'm trying over and over and finally I put the controller down and I was like, "Okay. Okay. Okay. I just <laughs> need to make sure that I'm not insane and that this <laughs> is how you do this because if I'm wrong or I'm forgetting something, I'm going to feel like an idiot. Right. So, so I went and looked it up online. I was like, all I need to do is find a YouTube video of like, how do you get this item? And it will start exactly where I am. And if there's literally a single step that's different, I'll immediately see it. So I queue it up. In the YouTube video, this is a video of a person demonstrating how to do this. It took the guy like four or five attempts. Um, and, and, and I was like, I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel better now. Considering that the expert demonstrating it is screwing it up a little bit. And, and, and the expert demonstrating it who could have edited the video. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, and hilariously, um, yeah, when I was doing it, I was like, am I doing this right? So I think we probably watched the same exact YouTube <laughs> video. And in my mind, I want to think that we did it at the same time. Like for whatever reason, we had both sat down at the same time. And that, the, the guy's like, why am I getting so much increased traffic all of a sudden on this? It's like, well, because two people are both getting frustrated with this one area. This, of this this video is blowing up today. <laughs> yeah. So there was that. Um, the other two cool level things that I know of, and I think this is all of them, but the, the other two I know of is, uh, and the reason that you would find these organically is because there are power-ups in the various stages that you would presumably go back to later. Right. So it's like, oh, you beat this boss that was unbeaten the first time, and now that you've gone back, you can see the change. And in a couple cases, the changes actually like help you get whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so when you... When you beat Storm Eagle, his level is a ship. It's his ship. And if you look carefully, after he is defeated, the clouds in the background are no longer moving from uh, stage right to stage left. They are, in fact, moving from bottom to top, as in the ship is crashing. Excellent. Because you killed the captain. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So his stage crashes into... Uh, whatever chameleon. God, what is his name? Captain Chameleon. That's not An right, but that's Captain Chameleon stage, <laughs> uh, which actually, or no, I'm sorry, it crashes into um um uh, not mammoth, uh the big electric guy, Jesus. Oh, the octopus dude. No, he's the water man. This is terrible. I can't believe I'm blanking on all these stupid names. Electabuzz. Um, no, that's a Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> 
Pikachu? No, it so it it crashes into electric horses stage, mm. and then I'm, I'm almost positive that's not right. And then uh, in that stage, there were all these annoying places where like you could get electrocuted and you could uh, like have sparks like tracking along the ground. And there's a mini boss that can like charge in from the ceiling and electrocute you. But now that the ship has crashed into this building, it knocks the power out and none of those things are there. So like the little sparks on the ground are gone. Uh, the the mini boss can't charge up his weapons. So he's like severely neutered in his ability to kill you. And uh, there's a whole section. I think it's actually two whole sections of the stages where the screen just goes dark. Hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like you have to stand yeah. there and wait for like emergency power to come back on. And then the other one is um, after you beat launch octopus, uh, Jim, the chameleon stage, um, uh, part of it floods, which yes. helps you get to a heart tank. Yeah. Yeah. No, that one, that one, I, I, I remember like, yeah. And, and, and that sort of thing is just so it's so minor and yet it, it just, it makes the world feel so interconnected, you know, because like it, it, older Mega Man games, it's like, yeah, you beat person A, B, C, D, E, then you go and you fight the boss and then you're done. But like this, it's just kind of like, no, no, no. When, when you do thing A, it, it has consequences, you know, because you're fighting this like big giant war. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And also uh, for, for the visuals, and this is like my last real thing on it is, um, is I thought that they did kind of a great job with um, and this kind of bleeds into mechanics a little bit, but like there's a couple of times when you, uh, is it just the once I think it is. No, it's twice. Two of the times when you fight Sigma's, stooge what whatever his vile. name is what vile vile yeah <laughs> yeah they <laughs> yeah, they really really didn't didn't break their brains trying to come up with names <laughs> for these things you know no. <laughs> well they they used up all their brain power on jim the chameleon and electric horse and <laughs> yeah it's like well what, what, what should we call uh sigma you know let's what, what should we call the big bad i don't know like like Omega, that's a little on the nose. Back it up a little bit. Sigma, okay, it's a, a, that's cool. Well, because he's like the sum total of it. No, yeah, no, no, you made the sales up selling. Okay, that's fine. What should we call his lackey? It's vile. Incentivize that employee, you know? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, so the two times when you fight vile, especially the first time, you know, like I, I felt that it very, the visuals supported the fact that you weren't supposed to beat him, you know? Because like, when you're hitting him, like, it looks like you're dealing, you know, like, some damage, you know? But at the same point in time, like, there's, unlike with, like, the B and everything else you fought so far, like, you'll hit him a lot, and it never shows any sign of phasing him, nope. you know? And then and then the fact that, like, he, you basically, he can't not hit you. You know, I very, I, I remembered it, of course, but even as a kid, as I was just kind of like, I think... I think somebody when I was younger said, you know, oh, well, did you know you can beat him and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't think you can beat him. And <laughs> even like, yeah, even 10 year old me with, with none of the technology <laughs> or the internet or anything, I was like, that, that doesn't sound right, you know? Yeah. And, and there is a, there's an, a secret giveaway if you are a seasoned Mega Man player, which is, you know, as a seasoned Mega Man player, that bosses get health bars. Yes. Vile doesn't get a health bar. And yet he is friggin' wailing on you. So like there's that little tiny, like, even if you're not fully aware that that specific thing is different, like that visual cue, you're kind of like, something seems off here. Like I can't jump over him and yet he's charging me. I can't yeah. knock him back. I have no other tools. 
like I'm gonna die. So I mean, <laughs> you 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 feel the way you're supposed to feel. You feel like helpless and panicked. Yeah, and and, and I and and even knowing all of that, like a part of me, and I like I said, I know I can beat him, but like a part of me wanted to be like, I want to equip myself better now that I'm like 31, <laughs> and 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 no, no, he just he just wrecks you so hard and so fast and and that's exactly it's supposed to be like the the all is lost moment you know because it's basically like i just like walked into the cafeteria with my lunch and he just sat down in front of me and started eating my lunch and and then <laughs> i didn't have do a lunch. It? and then and then luckily you know like like you know the, the the captain of the football team came in and said like hey vile you need to stop eating this guy's lunch and he said like come on man let's go lift and then <laughs> and then they, they do so, so this is a fantastic segue into audio for me because uh, similar to visuals, you know, there's music and there's sound effects and kind of how they both serve their masters. And uh, when Vile has sufficiently wrecked you and is now holding you by the throat, mm-hmm. which is already pretty intimidating because it's like, whoa, I didn't yeah. realize enemies could interact with me in a way like this. So he, he's like holding you and the music has completely dropped out. And then you think he's pretty much about to like pop your head off like a, a freaking Pez dispenser and you hear the buster charging sound mm-hmm. from off screen and then you know it blasts and it knocks the arm off of his stupid robot and now like there's all smoke shooting out and then Zero's theme comes in when Zero yep. like flies into the screen and it's just like it's this amazing moment of a single sound effect and a single new piece of music. I mean, granted it's the first stage, so all the music's kind of new, but like it's a a single sound effect and a single piece of new music. And you just like all of that, like fear and panic is gone. Cause you're like, well, whoever this is, they're at least not on his side. Yeah. (laughs) And then, I mean, he immediately identifies himself and you're like, Oh yeah, thank God he's on my side. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, like uh, the game would have taken quite a turn if Zero came in. It's like da na da na 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 na. He's like, no, no, no. Like, like I would never let this man kill you because I'm gonna kill you. And then like just started beating you to death. Like, oh, With whoa. the arm that he knocked off the robot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been a different game, especially if none of that happened at all. And you know, like Vile's like got you. And he's like, ah, oh, now X, I'm going to destroy you. And then just like game over. You know, like it's like. They really phoned it in for this Mega Man game. Like, this doesn't follow any of the old. <laughs> I was expecting more for $50. <laughs> but yeah, no, I thought that the music, um, the music I just, I, I loved, you know, like I, I remembered, I, I don't, I, again, like with a lot of these, I can't, you know, say like, like, like hum you the songs, you know, but the one that I do remember is like the, uh, you know, Sigma music, like after you beat all of the bad guys, like on the, yeah, and you're screen. on the, the levels like stage. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's yeah. heavy. Yeah, it is. It's just kind of like, like it's like, dun, 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 dun. And you're like, Oh, Oh, oh do I, I'm going to go get some milk and, and go to sleep. I don't want to, I don't want any of this. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, a, a weird experience with uh storm Eagles stage mm. music because I actually knew that song pretty well. Like that is one I would walk around and like hum and whistle even long after I'd forgotten what its providence was. <laughs> and then I realized when I got back to that stage, cause I haven't replayed Mega Man X in, I don't know, maybe a couple of years. Um, I I'm one of those people who, when I am working, I like to listen to music, but I have to focus on what I'm doing. So I cannot listen to music with words mm-hmm. and I want to listen to music that I'm not going to pay attention to, so I've adopted the strategy of, and, and I didn't make this up. I've read about it somewhere, but it's like, you listen to just the same song on repeat 
So then it just becomes like white noise and, and you just kind of tune out whatever it is. Uh, but it keeps you from being distracted by sounds. And one of the songs that I do that with is a like chip step, which is like chip tune dubstep. It's a chip step cover of the Storm Eagle music. Nice. So, so when <laughs> I got to that level in this playthrough, I it was like like I was tripping on acid, like everything just <laughs> slowed down. And I was like, what is happening right now? Oh, this is the source of that music. Right. Okay. <laughs> kind of like a, like, like time was flowing backwards. Like I didn't understand what was happening. Like, like you hear that. And then all of a sudden you're just kind of like, you know, Oh man, I gotta go do that TPS report. Like, you know, like you just like, <laughs> yeah. like, 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 Su- work. <laughs> like Susan comes in. It's like, weren't you supposed to be playing video games? Like, Oh, right. Video games. Sorry. I just, I went to work because that's what I do when I hear this song. It's Pavlovian. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, I, I don't know as far as like you know, music, it's just great. The sound effect that immediately puts me like right back to being ten years old again is the Buster charging. You know, that's so good, yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah, no, like, and I don't know how how you played the game, but I played the game like if I didn't have my Buster charged, like. I was doing something wrong. Like I, I always had Y held oh, yeah. down. Yeah. When you're walking between screens where there are no enemies in sight, you would better be glowing. Yeah, exactly. No, glowing all the time. Like if I wasn't firing a, firing a fully charged buster <laughs> shot, then I was like mad at myself. So yeah. Agreed. So yeah. So like, <laughs> so if you like that, if somebody were to play, you know, some of the uh, music from Mega Man to me, I'd be like, yeah, it's, that sounds pretty close. Is that like a bad, like, translation like what why, why does it sound weird because there's not that like singular high-pitched note in the background <laughs> like if you add that's like there it is that's that's the harmony you know yeah yeah it does i wonder if they actually think about things like that like most people are going to be firing or charging all the time let's make sure that that sound effect isn't like discordant with as much other stuff as we can yeah, and I think that they do a good job with, like, the, I guess, it, both the volume and the frequency of the noise. Because I think if it was, like, up a few more, you know, either decibels or, you know, like, the frequency was a little bit higher, it would be obnoxious, you know? Yes. But as it stands, it's just, like, it is just kind of, like, background noise, you know? And you can also, you know, immediately, you both have both a visual and an audio cue of, like, where you are in that charge process, you know? Because there's, like... It goes like, hmm, hmm, and so you don't even have to like be looking at your character. You can be looking at whatever it is you're setting up to shoot, and know just by listening what your charge level is. Yep. Well, and then you get the when you get the upgraded Buster, you get the unbelievably insane looking yes. pink level charge where yep. it like crosses. And you know, there's actually something I I it's obvious based on the visual, but I just didn't think about it. Is when you fire the super crazy Buster shot there's like a little shield behind you mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't travel off of you. So it will only kill things that are directly behind you. But I'm sure if you watch like, you know, a, an expert level playthrough of this game, people probably use that on purpose. Like, Oh, when I jump over here, an enemy is going to be behind me. I'm not going to turn around and shoot him. I'm going to let my back thingy kill him. Right. Right. And like, that's a whole, and it makes a very satisfying like <laughs> noise when like you launch that cannon across the screen. Oh yeah. No, I mean, and, and the, the sound when your buster hits something is also very satisfying, you know, considering that it's not 
it, you know, like it's it's not like a, a, an an opera, you know, where like they're <laughs> pulling together like seventeen piece harmonies and things like that. It's just a single sound effect, but like we do that kind of like that, you know, whatever that sound. I was always like, yeah, I, well, I got and, something. And the opposite of when your weapon hits something that did not take damage, it goes like bink, and it's yeah. so different than like the the thud damage like object striking object noise. It it's it's high pitched and it's it, it uh, it's like anticlimactic. Yeah. Like you expect, like ha ha, I fired it, bink, and it yeah. makes the same bink no matter what level of Buster charge you had or what kind of weapon you're using. If you are hitting their armor or this is an enemy that can't be damaged in like their current phase or whatever, like the stupid little helmet guys that are freaking invincible. <laughs> um, why Sigma doesn't just send a million of them after you, I'm sure has been the subject of many web comics. Oh but... yeah. No, actually now, <laughs> now that you mention it, I, I'm picturing like a phalanx, you know, where like there'd be like one person on the front and then, you know, like the, the person behind would like shift forward and then drop and then shift forward <laughs> and then drop, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, that'd be, That'd be pretty unstoppable. I don't know why he's wasting his time with, you know, chuckling pickaxe, man. You know, yeah. like. Uh, well, I chuckling. assume I assume he just took over whatever robots were like around. Right. Like yeah. very, very Magneto style. Like he didn't create mutants. He went and found mutants that were sympathetic to his cause. And he was like, man, all these coal mining robots really hate their job. <laughs> it's true. But then um, it, it, I, I would still argue that he's a bad manager because he installed then middle management to manage his empire. And the uh, one means of production that he has, that guy was like, let's light all this shit on fire. <laughs> Just light it all, light <laughs> it all on fire. <laughs> it's like, no, no, Every you use bit. those to make those little pillhead dudes. And that's all you do. That's all you do all day. All I want to see is just those things cranked out forever. <laughs> yeah, this is why villains have to have uh, built-in like villain stupidity, because mm. otherwise they would almost always win. <laughs> Either that, or like, what if, what if those little pillhead dudes are actually as powerful as we are saying that they are, and that's why he didn't create an army of them. Because they like, would stop him. Yeah, yeah. The, the, <laughs> maybe he's smarter than we're giving him credit for. And he's like, no, I don't want an army of invincible things because then once they look upon the breadth of their empire and weep for there are no more lands to conquer, they will turn <laughs> their invulnerable bodies upon me and, and clog our rivers with our dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. So maybe he thought it through. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I didn't get a chance to chat with him a whole lot when I was shooting Buster's shot at his face. Um, so another uh, just supremely satisfying sound effect is the, I guess it's not an individual sound effect, but the sound of uh, a Maverick exploding, mm. like the continuous explosion noise, which is also, there's only a couple, there's like two other things I think in the whole game that have that visual besides the Mavericks themselves, like the eight bosses. Mm -hmm. So like, that's a treat. Like yeah. when something blows up in that way and makes that noise and shows that blowy uppy animation, like, you know, you accomplished something. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Actually. Um, <clears throat> when I was, uh, uh, fighting storm Eagle. So like normally, my narrative would always be like I would get to the boss and be at like some amount of less than full health, die, and then try it again <laughs> at full health and and beat them, you know. But I was fighting Storm Eagle and like I had like one hit left to my name and he had one hit left to his, you know. And I was just like, 
I don't know, man. There was this, it was really a satisfying kind of stress, you know, because I knew that if I did die, then it's like, oh, that's fine. I'll just come back and I'll probably beat him. But, but man, like, like when he was like, cause he's like sitting there darting through the level. I was like, gotta run and like doing like, you know, counterplay to like his patterns. It was, it was really satisfying. Uh, but that's kind of more of a gameplay thing. But, um, but it was, it was very satisfying to, to, to do that. And, well, and, and when they die, like, though, too, cause, cause all the bosses other... are hard to fight, but when they die, you get that like, and, yes. and the, the big animation and the big sound effect. And you're like, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now, and the, the one, um, it little like musical cue that I absolutely remember. Um, and I think this is in all of the Mega Men's include, I mean, I don't think it X started this one, but the, once you select, uh, you know, a stage, right? And so they're giving you like the little like guy intro. Yeah. 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 No, that that is iconic to me. Like I, I use that sound effect sometimes in my like my daily life, you know? <laughs> like, like if somebody's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go do, you know, thing A, I'll just like start singing that song at them, you know, like because it's <laughs> like, oh well you've you've selected the level now, man. You know, you're in it. So Yeah, I I, I'm tempted to check it while we're live on the air, but um, I, I think you might be right. I think it is actually the same. I mean, they've redone it, you know, in 16 yeah. bits versus eight bits and, and whatever, but I think it is actually the same melody. And I, th- I think it is. I think yeah. in like, I, to be fair, I'd never played or I can't remember like all of the Mega Men for NES kind of bleed together in my mind because when I was younger, um, my friend, he had all of them. And so what we would do is we would just literally go and play for hours upon hours at his house. But I wouldn't be able to tell you whether it was like Mega Man 3 or 6. I could tell you 6 because you had Rush and that was awesome. But- uh, you, you had Rush in a few of them. I think 6 is the one where you had Rush like this that and every other way where he could like turn into a jetpack and yeah. you could he was like a submarine and there was like weird crap yeah yeah like, that that's what i remember about rush because i remember in some of them yeah like he could like turn into a scooter or whatever but i remember being like i want to be jetpack Mega Man all the time yeah. so um but yeah uh so i couldn't tell you like and I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure if i even actually ever played like Mega Man one but but yeah that that tone that that music i'm pretty sure is like always the, the boss intro yeah and it, oh man it's so satisfying it is oh absolutely no i i again you know everything about and and again i think that makes this game in such stark contrast to some some of the other games that we've played where you know like it, it it's not is that both the visuals and the music are in service to the game you know like there's nothing discordant there's no musical cues or sound effects that pull me out of the moment you know um there's no you know random like person jumping in from off screen saying something bizarre you know like um (laughs) well there uh, okay so there is a single exception and it's done intentionally but there's a single (laughs) exception to what if we gave you a visual that almost makes no sense and an audio cue that makes no damn sense just for funsies? And I'm pretty sure based on the way you've been describing your your playthrough that you didn't get to this, but you know yeah, that <laughs> you know that in this game if you do so you have to get all of the upgrades mm-hmm. including like the heart tanks and everything. Then you have to go through armor armadillo stage. You have to get to that last part where you jump the chasm. Mm-hmm. 
and you have to, I kid you not, this sounds made up, but I swear to God, this is true. You have to die three times in a row. Mm-hmm. I'm, dude, I'm deadly serious. Mm-hmm. I will I will find you a video. Did, did, you did, did, your, did your uncle who works at Nintendo tell you this? Or? <laughs> no, you, you have to jump the chasm successfully, then kill yourself. Mm-hmm. And then on the fourth time, which means you have to go into the stage with at least four lives, because normally you only have three. So you have to get an extra life somewhere to kill yourself. Yeah, then, on you the, then on the fourth uh, go, you uh, have to jump the chasm. And if you jump the chasm with full life, because this only works if you have full life and all the upgrades, there is a secret upgrade capsule, which gives you the Street Fighter Hadouken. Hmm. That yeah. is... That is that that yeah okay so a couple <laughs> things one I don't believe you but two if it is tr- <laughs> no I do <laughs> but two if if that is true and 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 I have no reason I have no reason to think that suddenly after however long we've been friends we need to like lie to me about like this very specific thing <laughs> but uh but no I mean like so then then that's supposed to be like that's that's absolutely an easter egg you know yeah it it is but the the thing that's so the the visual for it is a little silly because i mean he actually does the like hands together and Mm -hmm. and it this little hanukin comes flying out which just i mean it looks odd but you're like okay capcom capcom i get it The, the audio cue though is the one and only time Mega Man ever speaks (laughs) (laughs) and he has this unbelievably squeaky it like I'll, nice. what, when we're done recording i'll find your youtube clip of it but it's like it's like i'm excited yeah it's like it's like hadouken it's, it's so so maybe, not what you would expect maybe that's why mega man like it's like a silent protagonist you know because like like he just knows it's like like i am the mega man you know like i have armor i have a buster cannon i can do all those sort of stuff hey come on guys you want to go like stop some mavericks we should probably go stop some mavericks like that's not like hey, he's Sigma, not a great orator <laughs> hey come on you guys like i'm gonna beat you up <laughs> yeah it's no. it's it's really the so the thing that's i mean aside from the fact that you just feel awesome for getting this like ridiculous little upgrade um they're most of the bosses it will put them down in one hit <laughs> so so when you're going through sigma's stage and you have to refight all the bosses it's a pretty good way not all of them because some of them have erratic movement patterns but it's a pretty good way to put most of the bosses down and specifically it will absolutely kill vile in one hit nice yeah so like Excellent. all of that like grief he gives you and then he's like you you knock him out of his robot armor and he's just like you know haha i don't need that robot armor to kill you and then you just go like hadouken and he just immediately bursts into explosions it's like nice. ah, 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 i got you you <laughs> ass <laughs> yeah no it's uh it's like what was it there was um that that old 80s uh um anime that the only reason why i know about it is because of dragon ball z abridged and cell fighting the different you know <laughs> yeah other anime people but that was a weird little tangent that went on yeah yeah it was it was delightful but and, and editing is great i mean obviously everything that they do is, is, is very well done but um it just it reminds me of the guy who's you know like the weird mad max kung fu oh thing. uh fist of the north star it's yeah fist of the north star <laughs> like that reminds me of that where he's where you know files like you know like Yes, you may have knocked me out of my power armor, but the minute we clash, you are dead. No, you are already again. And then it's just like, <laughs> how do you get it? 
Uh, like, it's, uh, and he's a hard boss. Like being able to basically cheat your way through that by just a single Hadouken is really satisfying. Oh yeah, no, I'm 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 probably gonna go like spend another half an hour getting this Hadouken, and then just figure, actually no, I, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to look up online, find the passcode that just oh, gives yeah. it to me. Yeah, 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 just just find the passcode that will give you that and have that stage of sigma's you know world unlocked and yeah (laughs) Yeah. i mean even just watching a youtube video of it would be satisfying but doing it is pretty darn satisfying (laughs) but yeah so as again you know to kind of put the capstone on on audio i think that they did a great job keeping it in service to the originals with some you know some a lot of callbacks it's consistently consistently aside from one insane (laughs) easter egg that you you know like kind of have to get a root canal through your ear to, to get at. Um, I think that I just think it's stunning. Oh, can I, I, I do have one last thing. Uh, and oh, this yeah. is just another polished thing. Um, and I, I forgot to mention like the blinking and like how you kind of pant when we were talking about mm-hmm. visuals, like, you know, yeah. and th- those little touches all do exactly what you said before, which is like, they just make the world feel so much more alive. Like right. when you're hurt, you're hurt and you visibly, sh- you visually show that you're in pain. Like, that that's just a cool thing, but in the audio, um, when you pause the game, and or when you go into uh, like the the menu to like select your mm-hmm. your weapon, um, the music ducks. Mm, yeah, and th- that's it's not like that big of a deal, but Susan called out to me while I was playing, and I paused it, and I turned. And I became intensely aware that I could suddenly hear her better, but that I still was like, because I was in the middle of a boss fight, and I still like felt tense because I could still hear the boss music. And I was like, this is an incredible way to let a 10-year-old answer their mom without completely pulling (laughs) them out of the moment. Like, don't stop the music. Like, don't make the entire world come to a grinding halt. But by like ducking the music and being able to look away safely from the screen, but still hearing it like kind of in your, your, do you call it peripheral hearing? I don't know. In the, sure. in the, the edge of your hearing, like it still keeps you a little bit tethered to like this fantastical world. And then you, you know, you unpause and the music, you know, unducks, I guess, like it goes back up to full volume and like you're back into it. And it's just, it's like just little, like there, there was no opportunity for a polish moment, visual or, uh, auditory that wasn't seized upon. And then, I mean, obviously like, you know, we're going to talk about controls and mechanics here where there's just, just a cornucopia of, of polish. Oh yeah. And and I think that does lead us very, and, and first of all, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that is a, an amazing way. Cause like if you, if you hit pause and you know, like the, it just, it, the music doesn't duck down at all. Right. You're going to have to hit pause and find your remote and like, mute and like what and then you know like it's that's that's bad right but even worse almost would be like if you hit pause and then it just like shuts the whole thing down because then all of a sudden you 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 have now been crashed out of that reality but like the this the nice synergy that between the two really really makes it work well for when you have to pause the game and there's a um a video that i saw that uh, has an interesting concept where it's called humane gaming um, mm. the idea that you have to, or you should make games that are humane to their players as odd as that sounds. Oh, it, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> so basically the idea is that you shouldn't be punished for suddenly having to go like 
do a thing, you know? And so the fact that they like went out of their way to like be like, well, we're not going to like, first of all, to, to have a, a pause function is not something that all games have nowadays, you know? So the fact that you can't just be like, yeah, what, you know? And like, like give me a minute. But then the fact that they're like, well, we're not going to punish you in any way. In fact, we're going to do our best to keep you immersed in this experience, despite the fact that you have had to pause it for whatever reason. So well, for when they first introduced like FMVs and like the, the PS one Xbox sort of like Dreamcasty era, um, a lot of times pressing what used to be the pause button would skip the cutscene, And it's yeah. like, r- really? Like <laughs> you, I needed to pause the game for a second for whatever reason, valid or otherwise. And you're going to punish me. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, that, that, and you know it's it's always just so interesting to go back and play all of these games and 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 see like at what point to me it's almost like going back in time and watching evolution kind of slowly happen you know because it's just kind of like oh wow you still got that vestigial tail how's that working out for you you know like hunting and gathering huh i like my air conditioning thank you but yeah like both cutscenes that um you hit start or x or you you hit start and it immediately blasts through the whole thing also unskippable cutscenes are like yeah. equally obnoxious because it's just kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, this is the 15th time I've seen this, but I'm going to go make a sandwich because yeah, I, I can't do watch. anything about it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, the fact that now I think most games or most good ones will generally like if you hit start or X or pretty much do any user input, they'll be like, are you sure you want to skip this? Press X again if you want to do this. And then you're like, yes, no, I, I definitely want to do this. Yeah, which, which is it's OK to have that little bit of universe breaking. Where it's like, we were trying to show you a movie and you're saying you don't want to see the movie. Do you really not want to see the movie? Because once you yeah. walk out of the theater, that door doesn't swing the other direction. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like, yes, if I'm trying to skip the cutscene, it's because I'm really sure, right? But yeah. thanks for checking because if I had accidentally just dropped the controller or hit it with my thumb or something and then you skipped it without asking me, I'd be pissed. Yeah, no, it's, it's very similar to like, you know, if you're in a movie theater, right? And your kid like leans over to you and says like, like I have to go pee and you say like are you sure because you're going to miss the movie and they're like yeah no I'm sure versus like if they leaned over and just said like hey and you just like grabbed them by the scruff of the neck and just like walked out of the theater (laughs) it's like whoa hey I just I just was I'm just going to tell you I really like this movie (laughs) well we're out of it now so this actually uh, this harkens back a little bit to something you said um, about like you know the earlier games like the NES era games and how they like a little bit bled together um, mm-hmm. which I think isn't totally unreasonable, but uh, evolution was definitely at play there. And because these were all NES era games, it wasn't a technology limitation as much as they just hadn't baked in these game mechanics yet. So in the first game, you can't dash, you can't slide, you have no Mega Buster. The dash didn't get added, or it's a slide actually, didn't get added till two or three. I think it was two. The Mega Buster didn't come in until four. Wow. Four, man. Three entire games before we got our... Oh, yeah. I'm pretty confident I did not play one, two, or three, because I cannot remember a Mega Man game where I was not allowed to... No. No, I take that back. I think I might have played three or two once with my friend, and I think that that story went like, why can't we charge? I don't like this at all. And then I think we just didn't, we stopped playing and then did not ever play it again. One and two, I think are culturally really significant because they're so like 
Cutman and Gutsman and Elect Man. Those are all Mega Man 1 bosses. And then Mega Man 2 had uh, like Quickman and um, oh crap, I'm blanking on just like two other like really well known, not that well known if I can't think of them, but like, <laughs> but like they, those were some of the bosses that were always on like the merchandise and used in the cartoon and stuff. Mm. So like their Did impact. Gutsman. 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 Yeah, he was he was in the first one. Okay, but and but there Rockman. I know was another. Yeah, Rockman you know. is the Japanese name for Mega Man. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Technically, I mean that's the pun. Is he's Rock? His dog is Rush, like as in the band Rush, and his sister is Roll. So it's Rock and Roll, and then the the main baddie from the old like Pantheon um, is Bass, and his dog is Treble. So they all mm. had like musicy names. Yeah. This is very Akira Toriyama, you know. Like. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that was just something that was that time in in Japanese culture, or if Japanese culture just really loves puns. But in the eighties, they were big on some puns. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I didn't know any of that. Like <laughs> the one thing I do know from like Mega Man, like my one like piece of like Mega Man lore is it's just kind of like uh, Doctor Wily. It's a lot like Albert Einstein, and. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and like and, and, and Doctor <laughs> Doctor Light looks like apparently some Japanese physicist or something like that, you know. And yeah. so I was just kind of like, yeah, and it's just and yeah, I remember like when I was seeing this, like you know, the person said like, well, why would they make Einstein into a bad guy? I'm like, I cannot possibly imagine why the Japanese would not think of Einstein in the the <laughs> yeah. greatest of light. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> to, to take that down, but you know, um, so uh, I think actually, so we, we went off on a tangent about the Nest ones, but I think there's actually a relevant thing here to link it to controls, which is uh, the Mega Man X series, you know, the Super Nintendo iterations, uh, and the NES iterations had what somehow seems like identical controls that were somehow then made better, like. The jump arc, the movement speed, the pace that the game moves all actually feels almost identical from Mega Man X to the earlier NES games. And yet in Mega Man X, you can dash, you get the ability to climb up walls, you get all of these other things that you would think would break the camera's ability to like keep up with you because you're you're moving quickly. There's slopes, right? The older games didn't have freaking slopes in them. Like no, this, no. this totally changes how you uh, change elevation because you can dash up and down slopes, and it's it's very expanded, but it's not different. It's the, they kept all of that rock solid foundation that made that series so popular on the eight bit systems, and they were like, what are all of the things we could add that would just make all of those things better. And and, I mean, that's like for a first attempt, like Mega Man X, the first one on Super Nintendo, the first one to add in all of this nonsense. And yet like every single change was just a freaking home run. Oh yeah. No, because I think that they probably like sat down and they said like, what are the core aesthetics? Like why do people play these games? Let's not change any of those core aesthetics. Let's simply change some of the mechanics and like some of the ways that we implement that like so for instance like slopes right let's take that like you can't you you fire purely linearly right so in the old Mega Man games there 
probably weren't any slips just because the software probably would have scrones to try to handle that kind of <laughs> stuff. But um, but you know, but if you're if you're always firing linearly, if there are no slopes, then you just you always have a clear like path line unless there is an active obstruction. But if there is a slope, then if you are on an upward slope, then you you effectively have a wall consistently about a foot in front of you. Yep. So in those areas where there were those slopes, though, there were very, in, from what I saw, very rarely bad guys. And normally there were like fewer bad guys at ground level, you know? So like they kind of knew that that's a little bit more mechanically difficult for the player to deal with. So they didn't like, they, they scaled back a little bit some of the you know like enemies like i don't remember at any point in time when i was on a slope and getting frustrated because i could only fire about a foot in front of me and just being beset on all sides by mavericks you know right or it's something where it's like you and this one weird enemy that you have an obvious way to deal with like there's uh it might be electric horses stage mandrel shock mandrel <laughs> there it is <laughs> um i think it might be his stage but there, there's a stage where you you go up this one area and there's um slopes there's like three or four like switchback slopes and there's that stupid spike wheel enemy mm -hmm. and because he's coming down you at the slope you can't unless you have the the super crazy mega buster you can't possibly shoot it to death without jumping and basically putting yourself at risk and when he gets close enough to you, he actually lays himself flat. So now he's even harder to hit. But the stage at each part of the switchback has a very obvious wall that you're supposed to cling to. Mm -hmm. So it's like, just jump, cling to the wall, and then he will fall down in front of you. And then you can go about your merry way because he can only roll downhill. He can't go back up. Right. right? So it's like you're, you're presented with this challenge where it's like, okay, the Mega Buster is not the right tool here. So you either yes. have to use a different weapon or you have to use avoidance, basically, and like avoid the conflict. Yeah. And and the fact that you have a life bar and the amount of damage that enemies typically deal you, and plus you can get the heart containers and, and increase even more, um, is, uh, is I think also very important because I, unlike some of the other games that we've played, I thought that um, I had room to explore. You know, so like if a bad guy would like come up to me, smack me, I'd be like, hmm, what if I try this? And he'd smack me again. I'd be like, well, what about this? And he'd smack <laughs> me the time. And most of the time, like if I started to like really lose, I would then just leave him alone and like yeah. move on, you know, and then like go get some health or whatever. And then like maybe like, you know, in another playthrough, come back and, and try some some other stuff. But as opposed to some of the other games from this era where it's like, if you make a mistake, then you are set back five minutes of your life. Or so you're just like, I'm going to do exactly what works every time. Like this definitely gave you, the game was a perpetual safe space in which to try new things. Yeah. You which, could try out other weapons because you can always recharge them. You could figure out yep. like, Oh, when there's this enemy slightly up this slope, if I have the whatever weapon that fires at an angle and that will let me <laughs> deal with this. Right. And it's like, Oh, I used my one missile. Now I'm I'm done forever. Yeah. It's like no, I'll just get more. Yeah, exactly. And and that's one of the things that uh, you know, after I'd beaten a few of the bad guys, because when I played when I was younger, right, I went into the consistent fallacy that I think that many people fall into, which is I never used any of my special weapons because what if I needed them? Oh you yeah. know? no, that that's yeah. why you beat every game every RPG with ninety nine elixirs. 
Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, well, what if I need them? It's like, well, you died five minutes ago. And it's like, well, yeah, but what if I need them more later? It's like more than dead because you, <laughs> you died. So I think that's the maximum amount of needing healing that you can possibly have. It's, that's <laughs> yeah, technically exactly. that's right on the, that's on the asymptote. Like, like <laughs> it's it's like right up until that point, you could not have needed healing anymore, and then it was too late. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then, blam, you know, you, you, you have now X is equal to zero. The function is one over X. Like, <laughs> and you're dead. Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, actually, that's, that's, that's fantastic. Is if you, if you basically say, you know, like the amount that you need, um, that you need healing or whatever, it's like one over X. And it's like, and X is your hit points, you know, like, like that need gets greater and greater and greater and greater until your hit points are zero, at which point it's like, and, <laughs> Yeah. It returns, you know, undefined. Which is also um, a fantastic Mega Man pun because you die when X reaches zero. Ba-da-da. <laughs> <laughs> awful. Um, Absolutely awful. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so but this this time when I was playing through, I actually did, you know, go through a bunch of the different weapons. And there were some times where I in some areas I went into because where I was like, oh man, using this particular weapon in this area is a hundred percent the way to go. And then I, I was like, maybe it's just this particular weapon that's amazing, and I'd use it in like other areas. I'm like, no, no, this isn't working as well. So I'd like, I try something else. I'd be like, oh well, let me try like this weapon. And it's like, oh, this one. Some of them just sucked, but yeah. like, yeah, so, some of them are boss stoppers, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But um, the one you get from uh, Crazy Eagle, what whatever Stor- Storm Eagle. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna get it wrong every time. But, <laughs> um. His was amazing for the beginning of Sigma's stage um, for two reasons. One is that, like, there are those little, like, tortoise dudes that you have to do, like, two or three, like, super oh, busters. Yeah. yeah, the super tortoise or ultra tortoise. They have actually a funny name. Oh, neat. Um, but, uh, but, you know, you have to, like, hit them two or three times with your mega buster or once with that tornado. Mm. And it just wrecks them you know i was like oh neat and so then i went through there and then you then have to platform on all of these different you know like like moving whatever yeah flyy. With the, the stupid little helicopter robots exactly and while other helicopter robots are coming to kill you and because the the wind tunnel like sticks around you know so if i fire it and then i get moved on a platform the wind tunnel moves more slowly than i do which actually gives a giant hitbox mm-hmm. that makes me basically invulnerable you know so i would just lay one of those bad boys out and then just not have to worry about the bad guys because then if they touched that and i am inside of it then they died you know so I was like i'm realizing you were working with the tools that you believed you had available to you <laughs> because i know exactly what part you're talking about and i know exactly how i handled that problem because i remembered being a child and knowing how mm-hmm. to handle that problem so you, by the time you got to Sigma, did you have the Buster upgrade? Yes. Do you know that in Mega Man X, they introduced the ability with the Buster upgrade to charge your alternate weapons? Yes. Do you know that Sting Chameleon's alternate weapon makes you invincible? No. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the piece of puzzle I was missing. <laughs> yeah, when you so when you're fighting him and he goes like kind of he blends in with the background for a minute. And even though you can still see where his outline is really clearly, you cannot hit him. Mm -hmm. Well, you get that. 
And nice. you actually, because I think we talked about this with another game we played where like you go invisible and then you also don't know where you are. Well, mm. be, because you're playing against the computer, it would only harm you if Mega Man actually became invisible because obviously the computer just has to act like it can't see you. Right. So right. when you use Sting Chameleon's thing, it actually has a very cool visual effect of you just flash different colors. And while mm. you are flashing, you are invincible. And I don't just mean like, oh, they don't see you. I mean, you cannot be harmed. You can just blaze through enemies. That's pretty sweet. And that, that would have been awesome. But I think that that actually further speaks to the um, the dy dynamic nature of this game, which is that I was very happy with my solution and thought I was very clever, you know? Oh, yeah. so no, if, if the only way to get through that platforming part was there's a way to cheat and be invincible, it wouldn't be a very good platforming section. <laughs> Exactly. And that's the thing is that, yeah, yeah, it's like the only the only way to get through there is to not to, to remove all threat. Um, no, but I mean, that's the thing is that, you know, it's just kind of like it, it. it's a good game if there are multiple solutions to a problem. You know, Agreed. so like I was like, yeah, you know, I'm using this one tunnel thing. I'm like, oh man, this is this is pretty awesome, you know. And then you're like, oh well, you know, Sting Communion's thing makes you invincible. I'm like, that's also fantastic, you know. And I'm sure there's somebody else could be like, oh, well, I used Flame Mammoth's thing, and that's the way yeah. I do it. And it's like, oh well, that that could also work, you know. I'm just awesome at platforming. Shut up, yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> I did. A, I I went through the whole game using only the the Mega Buster, and it's like, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. why, why do you bother to come to stuff like this man <laughs> <laughs> um so what did you think about uh were there any bosses or challenges that you felt like were um unreasonable because there's there's one and only one specific thing in the game mechanics that i can think of that i found frustratingly unacceptable uh particularly in armored armadillo stage to the point where I was like, this mechanic is broken, but I, <laughs> I, I kind of want to hear what you think about this. Um, so, okay. So in order to answer that question, I first have to give you the information of, of what, what happened to me when I was playing this game, which was, like I said, you know, I got frustrated on that one, one thing and then went into the store and they said like, Hey, instead of just, you know, uh, using the code <laughs> to get this one thing you want, it's a fire sale and everything must go. Do you want all the things? And I said, I absolutely do. So I did that. And then I played through a few more stages and then I was like, okay, well, and it was like one of those things where I was like looking at the clock. I'm like, I've got like 15 minutes, you know? So, um, so then I loaded a save where it was like, so that way I could go fight Sigma, you know? And, uh, and then, you know, got past vile got to have the gut-wrenching thing of watching Zero as he spoke to me without his legs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> ripped in twain. Yeah, yeah, like, like you know, some horrible 70s Vietnam movie, you know, and then just spoke to that, shed, shed a tear, and I was like, okay, it's time, Sigma. You, me, and, oh, great, the baby's awake. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to, I had to stop, so... I may not have gotten, but so in that story arc, I did not have anything where I got exceedingly frustrated, but I'm sure that there are things that exist. So, so this is the one, and this, this is technically true throughout the entire game and in every Mega Man game that exists, but the one mechanic that I found frustrating because of the dash ability. So mm -hmm. think 
you you have the camera you know fixed on the screen and you dash and suddenly you have covered a huge amount of ground right mm-hmm. like because Mega Man actually doesn't move all that fast like you compare like Sonic and Mario and it's like oh Sonic is like the camera can't even always keep up with him and you know Mario's kind of like trotting along but he can run Mega Man really doesn't move very fast like the the speed at which things are happening is not what makes a Mega Man game difficult and then adding in <laughs> Well, that's, gonna, that, that's because you they like actually, you want to make fun of Mega Man. <laughs> no, that, that's 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 actually because uh, uh, all of the games, each of the main characters is only allowed to have a certain amount of momentum, and so Sonic, being of course the smallest, moves the fastest, and then Mario less so, and then and then Mega Man because he's so heavy, um, you know he he doesn't move as fast. I didn't know if you knew that. Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> really digging her heels in on this one <laughs> yeah no just like just like mega man x this far <laughs> no further. um so when because you can dash now in this game and forever more after this i think um mm-hmm. you can suddenly change what is in view of the camera like really dramatically and not always on purpose because you can also dash like off of a wall jump. And I think in the later games, they even added the ability to dash in the air where you could like jump and then dash to the side. Yep. Well, what happens when the camera moves? Any enemies that were in that frame magically come back to life. Yes. Yeah. And, no, that's true. And there were a couple times where like I did a wall jump or something to avoid one enemy and summoned the zombie corpses <laughs> of all of these other previously vanquished enemies who remember me and hate me yes. for killing them. And yep. they are out for my oil, blood, I don't know, yeah. the hydraulic blood, fluid, but like they're pissed. And yeah. now you are it's not frequent, but occasionally you're now interacting with enemies who are coming at you from a direction that they were not meant to come at you. Right. Because the first time you saw them, you were over here and now you're over there. And it's like, Oh crap. I don't, I'm not really (laughs) in a good position to put up with this new threat layered on top of my existing threat. And there's a couple sections of a couple stages. I know armored armadillos was one of them where I was trying to interact with like enemy one and I would jump to avoid him, which would respawn like four other enemies that I would have to put down. Then I would go back to interact with that first enemy and I would jump to avoid him and shift the screen just enough. And I was just like, yep. Like, this yeah. is the one thing where I'm, I'm like <laughs> controller through the drywall angry. And I mean, it's, it, it's like if you have a perfectly clean white canvas and you put a single black dot on it, you're going to really notice that black dot. Like, I understand yeah. this is a, an incredibly trivial thing, but once it became a problem, I couldn't, like, unsee it. Yeah. So two things on that. One, I did I did have my own personal experience with that. It was not quite as... Um, I guess stark or as frustrating as yours just because mine was way sillier. So like, <laughs> basically like I got, I like ran and like from point A to point B bad guy spawns. Right. And I like did like a, a dash jump to like avoid him and um, didn't got hit and, and then fell, fell down. Right. And so then I picked myself up, dusted my armor off and then jumped up again, which spawned that same bad guy. <laughs> and I got hit again. And I did that about four times before I was like, okay, I got to stop. Like, just take a minute, (laughs) 
think it through because literally it was like watching a video. If you had taken the first, my first attempt and then just put that on repeat, like that's what I did like <laughs> four times in a row. So like to me, it was less frustrating just because like I was just laughing at myself for how poorly I was like executing the skill challenge. Um, and then, and then that was the the one time I, I, I saw it, but this and is, you had that moment to like catch your breath the two or three times that it happened to me. I had like, it was just fighting an endless horde because right. I kept respawning enemies and then avoiding them meant interacting with a different respawning enemy. So it was just like, you know, left and right on the screen and just enemies, 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 enemies until I was finally <laughs> like, I'm just going to take the damage and plow through this one enemy so I can progress. And, and I did do that a couple of times where, you know, if I caught myself in the loop, I was like, whatever. And I just like take the hit and then, then plow through. But Imagine that from Mega Man's point of view, because like it's frustrating <laughs> to us because like, you know, but we we it, it's peekaboo physics gone, you know, like crazy. <laughs> right. Because like so from Mega Man's point of view, like he like leaps off of the wall, you know, to like like go grab this other wall. And all of a sudden these enemies like materialize in front of him that he's already killed. So in my mind, there's like this shattered like robot corpse, you know, like at the bottom. And it's just like comes back to life Mega Man's like no <laughs> so it's it's way worse for Mega Man you know like that's 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 some true survival horror stuff right there man yeah agreed um <laughs> other than that I I really have like nothing but good things to say about the mechanics in general like and and some of them are are mechanics like the way the weapons work like it's very super obvious when you shoot uh electric horse with your uh chill penguin weapon that that's his weakness because it freezes him in place and he takes noticeably more damage and most of the other weapons don't even like they don't even stop his movement pattern whereas that right. one actually like can completely arrests his motion and if he's hanging because he can like you know climb on the wires if he's on the wires when you hit him i think he falls down to the ground so you can actually interrupt his movement pattern or it, it at least stops it and right. and and all of the boss's weaknesses when you hit them with the weapon they're weak against at the very least it like breaks the flow of their motion mm. so you don't have to try and eyeball the damage meter to see right. if you're hurting them because they noticeably respond differently. And then in, in certain cases, they, uh, I don't know why, but like with, um, flame mammoth, if you shoot him with, uh, the boomer quangers, like clipper thingy, mm -hmm. which is not his weakness by the way. So you have no reason to be doing that unless you're just trying. If you hit him enough times with it, his trunk falls off. Horrifying. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, it's a really weird and interesting little attention to detail, but it's kind of like, were you just expecting people to be spamming the wrong weapon in an attempt to figure out what the right weapon is? Because, I mean, how else would you do that? Like, if you didn't have a Nintendo Power and you didn't have GameFAQs.com, like, you would have to do trial and error until you knew what the right weapon was. And right. I just, I don't think... I don't I don't remember any other bosses that have similar interactions and there's actually a couple of exceptions like Storm Eagle has absolutely no interest in his movement being arrested even when you hit him with the right weapon which mm. is 
in some ways, like interesting and different. Like he doesn't stop flying when you shoot him because that would be awkward. Like how would he recover from that? And when he's doing his wing flappy thing, it doesn't stop the wing flappy thing because it's more important to the difficulty of that boss that if you forget what you're doing, you can be blown off the stage. Right. Right. So like it's, it's, it would be too, it would be too unfair in your favor if you could just stop him from doing anything. Right. And, and, and that's kind of, um, you know, like those, like you said, attention to detail, Easter egg kind of things, I think are nice in a game like this just because, well, okay. So first of all, the way the stages are set up makes for a tremendous amount of replay. Like, I remember when I was going through at one point seeing something and being like, oh, yeah, no, I remember I need like this person's weapon in order to get to mm. like that area or whatever. Right. Right. And I remember both being at this stage of my life, like it was a weird emotion because I was like both happy and excited to like plumb the depths of like this game and, you know, see all this sort of stuff. And then immediately sad that I would never have the time to do it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> But, but that's the thing is that they were making these games, especially back in the day, assuming that they were for kids, which they were, and that this game was going to maybe be like the only one you got until your birthday or Christmas came around or whatever. So it had to be good for like many, many, many hours. And I really feel that it is, you know, because the idea is it's like, you know, once you've beaten, you know, King Chameleon's like <laughs> level, you have a reason to go back because, you know, now that you've also beaten Flame Mammoth, you can use Flame Mammoth's thing to do this other thing in this level in order to get like this like minor secret or, or what have you. So I could definitely imagine like with the, the trunk falling off thing, like me talking to a kid on like the playground and be like, oh, well, did you know if you use the boomerang thing, then his trunk falls off and me being like, I... I'm going to run away from home and bring my <laughs> SNES and figure this out right now because this is very, very important. But it would give me a reason to like go back, you know, and and, and try and play again. But I don't feel that my and and literally I I never knew that. Like I I, right. I, I just found out right now. <laughs> so I don't feel that at any point my experience was less because I never found that out. But you know, now knowing that, I'm kind of like, oh, neat. Should probably go check that out sometime. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's just, it's full, it's full of that. Like there's, uh, in, in the final Sigma stage. So, cause there's four of them. Uh, so in the last one, which is essentially just a shaft, you climb up and then you go fight Sigma. Um, there's a hole in each side of the wall that this little, um, like caterpillar looking enemy crawls yeah. out of. And, if you have the armor armadillo shield in like full charge it, they can't wear that shield down ever. They're like zero hit enemies. So you can sit there and just continually allow them to kill themselves on your shield forever. Mm -hmm. And they will drop power ups. And then, so you can fill up your E tanks. You can fill up any of your weapons. Like, you can get whatever you need to then go in and fight Sigma. And those are the only enemies in the stage other than the boss. So it's like it, and it's not spoon fed to you. Like it's not, Oh, there's this stupid caterpillar. That's actually just a, a lame way of letting you recharge your e, e tanks. It's more like, Hey, you know, enemies drop health. 
you know what kinds of weapons you have and you know what kinds of weapons you have available to you when you're climbing a wall. So you have all of the puzzle pieces and then if you put them together, it's incredibly rewarding to just be like, oh, I just have to hang out of this wall for, you know, 10 to 30 seconds. I'll kill a thousand of them. They'll drop the health drops I need to get the full E-tanks and then I can go up there and fight Sigma well, his dog, and then him, and then his head, and a bigger robot. Yeah, yeah, and exactly, and because like the idea being, you know, at no point, like some other games that we played, is there a point where you reach where you're like, I have now messed up to the point where there is no reason to attempt anything anymore because, <laughs> like, so <clears throat> if uh, so, like with, with Sigma, like let's say you fight him and you lose, right? So you went in there with four completely full sub tanks. And, you know, like the whole thing, you blow through them all, you die, right? So now you're about to go fight them again, but with literally one-fifth the amount of health that you previously had. Yeah. The chances of you winning if you couldn't win the first time are inconsequentially small. So the fact that they give you like a quick, easy way to be like, okay, here's a way. We're not going to spoon feed this to you, like you said, but like here's a way for you to get the health and items that you need in order to make another solid attempt at this. And, And that's you know absolutely amazing game design uh some of the gating mechanics that they do i think are are really impressive um like in the the tutorial stage you know when the Mm. like they basically put you in a place where like you you literally can't get out of a pit without learning that you can cling on the walls and that's very very important you know so it's like you either either this is (laughs) so funny side story um I, I and I might have I might have mentioned this to you before, but basically, um, you know the game Mist, right? Yeah, which I've actually yeah. never played, but I'm I mean I, I've played it like a tiny bit, right? So um, I, I played a little bit. It's not not my not my thing at all. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but Megan um, played Mist at one point, and a, a new Mist came out, and somebody did a comic about like somebody throwing their computer out the window because they were playing <laughs> the new Mist game. I was like, oh yeah, Mist games are, are really frustrating. And Megan's like, no, they're not. It's just kind of peaceful and puzzles are not really Megan's thing as a general rule, (laughs) certainly not this type of game. So I was a little flummoxed as to like why she was like, no, missed no problem. I was like, really? Most people find those games very challenging. She's like, it's just, you know, like you just walk around on a beach and then, you know, there's a little hut. That's it. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I was like, no, honey, that was the first the first puzzle like that is precious yeah there's like there's more it's not beach simulator you know 2001 it's there's more to the game than that so that brings me back to like <laughs> if you couldn't get past that first gating mechanic then this would be like you know you, you've got reason to think the game's probably not actually this short this isn't beach simulator 2001 there's probably a way for me to get out of here well, and it, it it immediately would signify to you, like, if you couldn't figure this mechanic out, this game might not be for you. Yeah. If after someone told you how the mechanic works, you're unable to execute it, this game is definitely not for you. Like, yes. if, if you had to go to your, your older sibling or your cousin or your, your friend down the street and be like, hey, can you, you know, wall jump me out of this pit? It's like, don't don't play this game. Or yeah, stay no. in the pit until you can wall jump out because that's going to be a fundamental way you interact with the world. 
Yeah, exactly. No, it's it's it, it, yeah. I, I agree with you. You have to if you have to call in air support, you know, for for the the first challenge in the tutorial, be like, uh, no, I'm not going to do this for you because then basically, I mean, if you want to sit there and watch me play this game, we can do that. But that's what this is going to amount to if you cannot overcome this challenge. So, yeah, little gating mechanics like that, which I think are very fascinating to you know like see and to interact with now because I didn't know that I was being taught, you know, at the time. But yeah, the fact that now it's like, oh no, that's great because now they now the developers know for a fact that I have this skill. And so now they can create puzzles that rely on me having that skill. You know? Yeah, I mean the the better <clears throat> the better a game is at being a video game, the the harder <laughs> it is to really appreciate a lot of the stuff. Cause like intrinsically you know like yeah by the time i was at the end of the game i was the freaking man like i had all these power-ups and i could do all these things and i had all these abilities and it's like yeah you didn't have any of those things when you pressed power on your super nintendo the first time the game taught them all to you and gave you these powers and abilities some of which are just powers in the game but most of which in a game like Mega Man, are you learning to be Mega Man? <laughs> You know, yeah. like you, you, you have the shoulder buttons and, you know, cause it's a super Nintendo game. You have the shoulder buttons, which lets you scroll through your weapons. Yep. So you can literally without pausing the game and halting your, your forward momentum in any way, like switch weapons and use them in like new and crazy and exotic ways. And you don't have to really figure out any of that. There's all this space between you need to be able to dash. You need to be able to wall jump. You need to be able to shoot. And if you can do those things, you can beat the game. But then there's all of this other stuff that's still there for you to learn and that's still taught to you in interesting ways. Like, here's a challenge, like the 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 thing you said with the, the, the Storm Eagle Tornado. Like, here is a platforming challenge that seems unreasonably hard. Like, right. impossibly unfairly difficult compared to every other platforming challenge you've interacted with. Unless we're just suddenly bad game designers, like our our good lead game designer quit that morning, and we right. had to we had to make the Sigma stage. Like unless <laughs> unless unless something like that suddenly happened, you can pretty much bet that you should have the tools in your arsenal to resolve this problem. And you know, even more to your point, you have more than one way. We've actually right. given you a bunch of ways. Use one of them that you like. Yeah, yeah, use the one that like fits your playstyle. And it's not this is not true, but it it could or I don't feel that it's true. But you could even make the argument that 90% of the game is tutorial in the sense that like the entirety of the game you're like getting these power-ups and they're teaching you like how you interact with the world and all this sort of stuff. So like when you go to fight Sigma, that's when you have like all of your power-ups, everything that you need. Like you are then Mega Man, you yeah. know? Like at that point, like you've got if you you've got all the armor that you're going to get, like there's nothing in those stages to like get, you know, and like so you've got all that. You've got all of your power ups. You've got all of all of the tools at your disposal that they've been like sh slowly teaching you. And you've had like all of these different spaces to try out and figure out how it goes. And it's like, OK, now we're going to start throwing some really hard challenges at you because up until that point, the developers don't know which order you're going to do the stages in. So like all right. of the stages are kind of the same level of difficulty, um, different differences in type and kind and challenge but um but then when you go to fight sigma it's just kind of like okay here's all the stuff that you've learned use it all yeah. go go yeah. go beat at, sigma go at a minimum we know you have these eight weapons your buster and the dash boots because yeah 
I, I think you literally could not get to Sigma without those things. You may have no uh, sub tanks. You may have no extra hard upgrades, but and you may not have like the armor or the helmet. But at a minimum, you have the dash boots. You have your basic weapon that you start with, and the eight boss weapons, and right. and we're gonna make you use them all, right? Because yep. you even have to fight all the bosses again. So if you fought them in the wrong order the first time, you now have an opportunity to be like. Oh, what is it like to use the right weapon on every boss? Yeah, exactly. Which is is pretty sweet. And uh, uh, what was it? Yeah, they, and they also do know that you have the Mega Buster upgrade because Zero gives it to you if you don't get You're it. You're right. Yep. Oh man, but that's uh, it's pretty quick that because like it's it's pretty much you is go that, through is that, that the platform. Is that the end of the first Sigma stage or the second one? Uh, end of the first one. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you so, can't possibly get to the end of the game without that. Correct, yeah, because basically you fight Vile again, and then Sigma or uh, Zero gets captured, and so I'm just going to go through it. It's so heartbreaking to me. I don't know why, but this is really, <laughs> you know, because um, actually I, I, I think, I don't know if it was this or something else, but basically like, uh, so, you know, but, but you know, like, so Zero, you know, like, like, like it's like no I, he breaks out he grabs on the sigma and he's just kind of like like i'm not finished yet and blows himself up and then like you beat sigma and then you know he's like like gone from waist down and then he gives you his his buster upgrade and he dies and like a part of me is like no why are they putting him in the ground no he has so <laughs> much more to do <laughs> like why why daddy why mommy why are they putting daddy in the ground and i was just kind of like like that that it hits that same kind of emotional note for me. Yeah. So, which considering how little dialogue and character development is done through cutscenes, like mm-hmm. that means you became that emotionally attached to a character through like two or inter- three interactions because you see him in the first stage, you see him at the once you've beaten all the bosses mm-hmm. and then you see him when he dies. Yeah. And yet you have this like strong attachment to this character that his death is not just like, like, Oh man, zero was cool, but it's tragic. Like his yeah. life was cut short. Yes. Yeah. Well, especially because like the entire theme, it, people way smarter than me have, have, have said this a number of times. It's like <laughs> the entire theming of Mega Man is, you know, gaining strength over time. You know, it's, it's, it's Kung Fu. It's, it's acquired skill through hard work. Right. <laughs> yep. So, so the fact that like, basically, cause I, I think that, and this may just be me, you know, uh, projecting, but you're building a relationship with zero with every boss that you beat and becoming stronger. Cause like basically in the very first scene, like, you know, zero says like, you know, you can be stronger. You can even be like me and you want to be like zero because that, that guy is just made of cool, you he's know, saved your life. He's got long, luscious locks. Yeah, exactly. You know, it just comes in, you know, like, like all, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> like I, I wanted to, you know, pick me up, sweep me off my feet and just walk me off into the sunset. But no, there was more. I don't even care about Sigma. Just yeah. take, me, take me in your arms, Zero. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's just we don't have to do this, Zero. We can just we can go away, you know. Um, but anyway, so so then like the entire time you're playing the game, you are trying to be more like Zero. Right. And then it comes to the point where it's like, OK, I, 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 I am Mega Man now. I, I have all the power upgrades. I've done all these things. And then you find out that you still need Zero. So there's like that part of I don't know, like this may just be me. But there's this part of you that feels 
almost guilty that with all of the work and all of the effort, you still weren't strong enough, you know? Yeah, it's pretty brutal, man. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there, there's so, really no way to dress that up. That just hurts. <laughs> yeah. And so, but that's the thing, though, is that, like you said, like the, the game, the mechanics, the controls, everything is just amazing. And then the fact that they managed to put in, in a mechanics game a narrative that is still strong enough to create emotive impact, it's like, what, what's the complaint about this game, man? If you don't. <laughs> All I can think of right now is uh like a screenshot of x like down on his knee and zeros you know ripped in twain corpse on the ground like getting ready to essentially rip his arm off and give you the mega buster upgrade if you don't already have it and the caption still a better love story than twilight (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) you're 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 not wrong But yeah, no, I mean, like the game is the the game is just fantastic. I mean, you know, the 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 controls are like t- they're tight. Like yes. it's that's something people say about video games all the time. But like Mega Man has tight controls. You never feel like something went wrong because there's a problem with the controls. I did something wrong. The controls right. are fine. No, the the controls are tighter than Rush Limbaugh Speedo. Like they are just <laughs> <laughs> they are. They are tight. I think I might. I'm like on the fence as to whether or not I have to censor beep that. (laughs) (laughs) Like not for for actual, um, you know, like vulgarity, but just for crassness of thought. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want kids to hear that. Yeah, no, no, nobody. Nobody should have to hear that. To be fair, though, many of the things we say, (laughs) probably nobody should hear. So so for consistency's sake, uh, just does this game hold up? Yes. Yes. Oh my Absolutely. god, yes. Absolutely it does. No. I mean, that you know, we we, we played played a number of games um and I think the ones that I, I I feel hold up when I can say like yes they hold up are the ones where I'm like I would go back and play this again not in service to this show, you know. Yeah, just like, for actual funsies. Yeah, exactly. Now, the game the game is amazing. Um and 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 heck, man, you know, like even just in discussing it here, I have found out some things about this game that I didn't know after playing it for over years, you know. Yeah. Like the the elephant the flame mammoth, you know, trunk thing. Didn't yeah. know that. It's cool, you know. Next time I play it, I'll check that out, you know. It's it's amazing. No, absolutely it holds up. It is 100% worth playing. Yeah, I, I I know we're still uh a little early on in the the lifetime of the show here, but this is probably the best game we've played and I'm trying not to dwell too hard on the fact that it may be the best game we play for a while. Yeah. Yeah, no. I I, I kind of had to like take a deep breath and make my peace with it. I mean, and, and I think that we and you know, we trying to make each episode standalone thing. I think that though we've done a good job at least so far for our own personal sanity, spacing out the games that we're confident are going to be good (laughs) because there was a little period of time there where, you know, we played a game and it was really, really good. And we played another game and it was good. And then the third game and it was bad. And then the fourth (laughs) game, it was really bad. And I was like, uh," you know, so I was like, I need, I need a win. And so, uh, so yeah, um, you know, I think that it, it, I mean, hopefully it won't be too long until we get to play a 
particular um, green-hatted adventure RPG where you know we can really sink our teeth into it and 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 enjoy something like that um, because I'm confident that that one would hold up. Although I can't remember what's what is the name of it. Luigi's I, Mansion, right? Uh, I don't. I'm not sure that such a game exists. <laughs> you may be thinking of Mario is missing. Mario is yeah no that's that's the one yeah, yeah that's, I, uh, I remember that one being really ooh, I don't good. I don't know man I'm not ready to pull that off it's it's pedestal it's it's just, <laughs> it's a, such an experience the curtain falls the music plays the credits roll then it all fades to black and you're left by yourself the fanfare is gone. There's no player two there by your side to share victories won. But as you slowly progress down the hall to your bed, a few great events leak back into your head. From the time that you spent traversing the land, Battling evil, fighting the darkness, just sword in hand. Your memories creep in with the edge of a smile. 